Welcome to Angel Impact, the official podcast of the Wisconsin River Business Angels. Episode 13, The Impact of Angel Investing, Part 1. Hello, my name is Aaron Marks, and uh, I'm here with the latest episode of uh, Angel Impact. Angel Impact is the official podcast of the Wisconsin River Business Angels, otherwise known as the WRBA. And uh, the WRBA is the only uh, angel investing group in central Wisconsin. And I'm here, as always, with the leadership team of the Wisconsin River Business Angels. I'm here with President Jeff Ebel. How are you, Jeff? I'm fine, thank you. Great. And I'm here with the chair, Leon Ostrowski. How are you, Leon? Just fine. Great. So we thought it'd be a good time to do um, uh, an episode about sort of uh, a general overview of angel investing. And we've done episodes uh, that kind of speak about angel investing on a general level before, but that was uh, kind of more about the technical process. Um, And here we're going to talk about just generally what it is. how it works, the impact that it has on uh, on the economy and, and society, uh, and just you know, kind of a general uh, overview and, and understanding of it, um, so that can pe- people can really understand why it's important, what it does, uh, you know, the effects that a, a lot of people just miss um, on a day to day basis. So uh, we're going to jump into that. Um, so the first thing we wanted to tell people about was. You guys say angel investing is is kind of a full contact investing um, is sort of what you say. So what what does that mean exactly? Uh, Jeff, you want to take this one? Sure. When I say full contact, I mean, um, be prepared to get your hands dirty. You don't have to. There are some individuals that prefer not to. They they just want to use angel investing like any other type of investing. They want to put their money in what they think is is a good bet. And, and that's it. And they want to wait and eventually get the return. <clears throat> but I would say that the rule, generally the people that get involved in angel investing are those that have been successful in their lives, in their careers, and they want to be there to help other companies be successful as well. So that's not only financial support, uh, I think the greater value that they can offer beyond the financial support is providing some guidance, some mentoring, some coaching for young entrepreneurs. The other thing they have that, again, a lot of young entrepreneurs don't have is connections because they haven't had time to develop those relationships. They haven't had time to develop a network. Uh, and those things, those are extremely valuable to a young entrepreneur. Uh, it can take many, many years for them to develop it or you can get connected with the right group of investors that have those connections already and you can jumpstart it. So uh, if you're going to be an angel investor, uh, if uh, if you like to be involved, uh, this is the best way to participate in helping these young entrepreneurs grow their businesses. And that means that uh, you probably sit in at board meetings. You might uh, participate in some uh, strategic planning sessions. Uh, you can give guidance on finance and funding and, and uh, just all kinds of areas of expertise that you can provide. So it's basically when I say uh, full contact, uh, you get in there and, and you, you know, you're, you're going to get your hands dirty. And, and that's, I think that's probably one of the uh, intriguing uh, factors of, of angel investing. Yeah. And that, and, oh, Leon, did and you I was going to, and I was going to say another dimension of these uh, angel investors is that they were entrepreneurs earlier in their career. 
Yeah. And that may have been the source of the money that they're now investing in your firm. Mm -hmm. So uh, they've had the school of hard knocks, let's put it that way. Right, right. They yeah. have a way to figure out how to go through, go around over and above the barricades that you're going to find in every opportunity. That's right. Yeah. So it's, it's like having experience at your disposal, not just capital. And uh, uh, yeah, before we started recording here, you guys were talking about the show Shark Tank, the really popular show that's, uh, you know, I think put equity investing in, um, in the public light and, uh, you know, taught, uh, taught a lot of us about uh, the nuts and bolts of that process, um, what it's like to go and pitch something and, uh, you know, get investors in your corner. And something that you guys were just saying is that you wish they would spotlight a little bit more, um, you know, how important it is uh, to get not only the investor's capital, but to get their uh, their experience, their their knowledge, uh, their networks, um, and that uh, yeah, you just wish that was that was highlighted more. Because uh, just to to pick up on one thing you said, it's actually that stuff that's as valuable, if not more, than than the capital. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. So uh, I, next, we wanted to get into some kind of uh, um, maybe a couple of technical distinctions, uh, just so people can better understand where angel investing um, exists on the continuum of, uh, of finance. So uh, private market versus public market. Uh, can someone explain what that means? Go ahead, Leon. The private market is what we have when we talk about angel investing. It's private. It's between parties. They're usually individuals that are not stockbrokers. That's the public market. Those are the place where you buy stocks and they have the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, and a lot of other government regulations that can control what you can sell, how you can sell it, what you can say when you sell it, where uh, there's an awful lot of constraints. And those are the big companies. That's where you have the stockbrokers, the Merrill Lynch's of the world and others that uh, are supplying most of that through salesmen and brokerage firms where you go to private equity, those are the smaller startup sources of funding, which does not require all this regulation. They say, if you have a million dollars of net worth, you can be an investor. And they're saying you're a big boy when you have a million dollars net worth. You don't have to have all these guidance there. You make your mistakes and you invest and you suffer the consequences, both positive and negative. Where with the little guys, which are mainly those buying stocks, those they're trying to protect that individual. So that's the public market versus the private. Yeah, no, I thought that was, yeah, it was a, a clear and very good overview. Uh, Jeff, anything to add to that? Clear no. enough? Okay, yeah. So then, so good then. Good job, Leon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Leon knows the stuff, that's for sure. Um, uh, and so then we, you know, we can kind of, uh, uh, you know, get into the, the private market and, you know, make a distinction in there between venture capital and angel investing. Uh, I, I think I have that right. So, um, uh, Jeff, what, would you feel comfortable uh, kind of parsing out the distinction between those two? Well, um, there, are, there are a lot of distinct differences, but yeah. uh, from my perspective, again, I'm, I'm probably, uh, Leon and I play in very early stages of funding companies. Um, and you'll find, we look at that chart you mentioned, the continuum of funding for a business, yeah. starting from uh, M&P money, which is mom and pop money. Uh, and a lot of businesses start out with M&P money. Uh, they, they build their business to a point where they need revenue, they need uh, uh, capital to 
continue their growth, but it's really hard to have access at an early stage if you don't have physical assets. Banks need uh, security. They want to make sure you're going to pay the money back. Uh, and a lot of a lot of times the young companies don't have assets that they can put up for security. So where do you go to fund a business? You go to angel uh, angel groups, angel investors that uh, yes, they, they'll they'll provide revenue for your capital for you to build your business. Um, and they expect something in exchange. And what they get out of instead of security is they want equity in your business. Um, now, venture capital is going to be the next, if you will, the rung on the ladder going up a step. Uh, they will handle uh, companies that are further along, usually post-sales. So they're generating some revenue off sales. They're showing an upward trend in their growth and in their financial numbers. Uh, venture capital come in at uh, quite a bit more dollars than uh, angels will. Um, so again, angels play in that space, that early stage that is probably the highest risk. Uh, sometimes they call it the valley of death, probably for an appropriate reason, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but that, you know, that's why you expect good returns. And that's, uh, you know, that's why they, uh, the investors would want equity in it. Um, again, venture capital, there are many other differences. I think venture, venture capital uh, will Pick, uh, we'll pick up businesses again further on, invest them, invest in them for continued growth. They may hang on to it for a longer time. Yeah. Um, uh, angels, you know, they get their money on an exit, so uh, mm -hmm. you know they're they're interested in in getting in early and making sure that those companies get traction and that they can grow and they can get the funding that they need in the future, even when it go when they grow beyond the ability of the angels to support them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leon, anything you want to add to that? I'd say Jeff mentioned that it's higher risk when you're angel investing. Okay. So when you say higher risk, what you really want is higher return. So those individuals should expect 18 to 23% return on their money versus a private equity, which will be some of the risk has been taken off by the angel investors because it's likely that the angel investors are the ones that have provided the funding that a private equity firm comes in when it's growing to need more cash. Hmm. And that individual, that group of companies probably are making anywhere from uh, 13 to 18% return on their money. Oh, then okay. you come back to the stock market and their specialty niches, which will be, you know, eight to 10% or regular stocks, you know, historically hmm. will generate that 10% you know, more in this last few years and a lot less in the years prior to that, but average is out 10%. Okay. Okay. So, so you're saying in general, uh, angel investing tends to be higher risk than venture capital. Yes, okay. but it also happens to be higher reward. Right, and that's right. where you can't look at risk in isolation yeah, because yeah. risk is relative to uh, a potential reward. Sure. Yeah. And angel investing, because of the area that they play in that that death zone, mm -hmm. uh, you expect higher returns, and yeah. they do get that. So, in a sense, I think Leon, you've mentioned several occasions that it's actually de-risked. Um, you right. know, because again, the the compensation, uh, the the returns compensate you for those risks, and and in the long run, it's a very very good investment. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and not only not only that, but uh, you know the due diligence you provide works to uh, to minimize that risk, and then the the diversity you know that you put in your portfolio also does that as well, right? Right. 
you know, and don't underestimate. And again, we were talking about the value that angel investors can provide beyond the dollars. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the more horsepower you have, whether it's internal, meaning you hired them and you brought them on, or it's external as advisors and mentors and, and guides, the, the more that you can get on your team, the more uh, likely you are to, to succeed and to hit that home run. And again, there, there is an opportunity with young companies for experienced entrepreneurs, investors, to actually assist in that process and to provide that guidance and that knowledge expertise uh, you know, that they've acquired over their lifetime. There's another dimension of angel investing that I want to distinguish from the group of angels. When you get the group of angels together, that group has more knowledge and information than anybody can have as an individual. And yeah. that's the neat part of angel investing. So you have this group experience, which is probably experienced all the problems and many of the issues or related to those issues that an entrepreneur is going to fall into. So the group experience is really where it's at. Yeah, I think that's a, a fascinating distinction between angel investing and say, you know, putting your money in the stock market. This, you don't have any direct influence over those companies in the stock market. Uh, whereas with angel investing, you can continually, you know, basically manage the risk with your experience and your your expertise. I think that's that's a really that's a really fascinating and probably unsung benefit of angel investing. So, and, and you yeah. know, again, to make that point, that's why. You know, the first, one of the first things we look at when we talk to an entrepreneur is, are they coachable? Coachability, yeah. Because if they're not coachable, uh, they are walking away from all of that value that your your uh, the source of your capital can provide. That's so it's right. not just the money. Yeah, yeah. Money is secondary to the to the value of the expertise. Yeah, coachability is the catalyst there for the whole process, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So. Thanks for listening to Angel Impact, the official podcast of the Wisconsin River Business Angels. To learn more about the Wisconsin River Business Angels, visit the website at www.midwestwealthventures.com or find us on Facebook. <laughs>